Hey, hey, everybody, it is Tim Gillette, and we're back here for another great Tim Gillette show. Hey, I've got a great guest for you today. Mark Jurgensen, all right, is someone I met through my good buddy, Joe Pardo. You all know Joe. If you're watching my show any length of time, you know Joe, all right? I uh, met him through Joe Pardo uh, over there on uh, one of the independent podcasts, uh, you know, um, their virtual event, because we didn't have it live this year. All right. Uh, as you know, if, 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 and I always say, if you're a friend of Joe's, you got to be a friend of mine because Joe is just good quality people. So uh, I, I briefly at the conference got to know Mark a little bit and said, hey, man, you, be, you should come on the podcast. All right. I'd love to interview you. All right. He has a very unique podcast. All right. That we're going to talk about today, I'm sure. Um, as you know, this Tim Gillette show is all designed about, uh, you know, getting to know people. So, uh, you know, the uh, first things we're going to get out here is make sure you go ahead and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can get there directly by going to, the, going to timgillettshow.com. We'll take you over directly to our Apple Podcasts uh, um, page, as well as you can follow us on YouTube. You can go to timgillette.com slash YouTube and follow us on YouTube. Please subscribe to those channels. It helps me actually keep this show going. So with no further ado, I'm going to bring on today's guest, Mark and I know Mark now. I can't. I, I mispronounced it already. But uh, the Island Travel Podcast Guru, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> What's the content? Thanks for having me on. It's Mark Jorgensen. Thank Jorgensen. You. I, you know, and we just <laughs> and we were just in a green room and talking about it ahead of time. And I said, hey, "Watch, I'm going to miss it up." And anyway, I always do, but it's good, man. Isn't it great having a last name that people can confuse? It, it's wonderful. No, it's it's great. It's great. <laughs> so, Mark, man, uh, you know what I mean. We know that you've got a podcast. It's called the. The Av Island Travel Podcast, but I mean, you know, before we go into that, let's talk a little bit about you. Okay, what made you get into podcasting, man? Yeah, um, I guess about ten years ago, I, I did radio in high school. I uh, I grew up in Bellevue, Washington, and my high school actually had like the uh, occupational uh, education course called um, you know for radio broadcasting, and I did that. Uh, I was in high school in like in the late nineties. And uh, at the time, radio was kind of dying. I mean, all our teachers were saying, hey, you know, radio is is going kind of, you know, it's going to be it's, it's under a lot of commercial pressure and there's a lot of consolidation going on. So I kind of uh, even though teachers were encouraging because, you know, I wasn't really the best high school student, I guess <laughs> um, they, uh, they they kind of encouraged me in the radio thing. But because radio was kind of, you know, under a lot of pressure, I kind of looked for other uh, other kind of careers. And so I, I didn't do much with radio. Um, but I got another job and then podcasting came around about about 10, 15 years ago. And I just started listening. I was like, you know what? I know radio. I mean, I could I could do one of these. And uh, 2015, I started a podcast that I did for about a, about a couple of years. And it was just very random. It was called the Markcast. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was basically just like people that wrote a book or friends I knew that like did something cool or an entrepreneur. It was very random, uh, although, um, you know, I did about 30 of those. And uh, that was that was fun. But, uh, you know, more recently, I decided to give it another go, um, do a very focused podcast this time. It's the uh, Island Travel, and it's based on, uh, you know, I've traveled a little bit, and uh, islands seem to be places that people like to go, you know, Hawaii or the Caribbean or something. Mm -hmm. People spend a lot of time on islands, and uh, so I did a podcast. Each episode, we talk about an island or a few islands and what makes it special, and it's from somebody that's actually been there. They show oh, their stuff. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you mentioned that. But yeah, so you're actually interviewing people who've been to the island, or are you going to the island with them? I would love to go to the island with them, but 
Not yet. That's uh, I guess outside of our budget. Maybe that's down the road. Yeah. We're we're look you're, we're still we're still looking for sponsors to make that happen. Is what <laughs> <you can> exactly. <laughs> We'd love that. Somebody's listening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So if you're a sponsor who wants to pay for his trip to Hawaii, by all means, reach out. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. We we do a lot. We do a variety though of islands so far. But um, yeah. yeah. Go go ahead. Sorry. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing that you're interviewing people who've gone to these islands. Um, you yourself, though, have you visited a, a lot of these islands, or is it something that you know what I mean? You you like to travel, you just found an interesting niche. Yeah, um, well, like so last year, um, I, I kind of had like a work you know change, whatever. Well, I guess it was a couple of years ago, and I did about five months uh, traveling the world, and um, I spent a lot of time on, on islands. Um, and so that, that kind of brought, uh, brought this to my mind. Um, it, it, it's play, a few, few of the places I've been, but also I'm kind of strategically, you know, a few places that I want to go to, I'll, I'll like talk to people and uh, like, like the island of Cuba, I've never been there, but um, we, I found a, a tour group, this really specialist tour group called uh, Querido Mundo. Um, it's a German company, but they take small groups to go to like places in Latin America and, uh, Every year they do a trip to, to Cuba for about 20 days and um, got to talk about that. So I feel like I got a I got a very good, you know, wiki travel or, or a tour guide telling me kind of all the ins and outs of different places. So eventually one day if I go there, you know, I've got a pretty good guide. And, and that's the idea. It's it's if people want to go to a place, they can uh, they can hear about it and they can kind of hear what they like, what they don't like, what kinds of people go do what. And then they can decide, you know, what where they want to go or. Alternatively, I know some people that, like they just like hearing about places that they like to go and they just want to hear about other people's experience. And so you'll get both of that in these 20 minute episodes. OK, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, like we created ours with 45 minutes. I mean, my original radio shows when I did like on, on Internet radio stations was an hour. What made wow. you come up with the 20 minute time frame? Yeah, I well, the original episodes I did a few years ago on this, it was called the Mark cast. Um, mm -hmm. And it was very random. They were about an hour, hour and a half. And it seemed like unless I had somebody really famous or, or something really that would keep people engaged, mm -hmm. it was hard for me to come up with that much content. Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. It's you, you got to have a, a good energy, like carrying people through or maybe a good guess or a good topic. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not at your level of, you know, keeping it engaging and fun. Well, yeah, I've been doing it for 10 years and I still don't think I'm that I'm at that level. I'm still trying to get, I mean, I look at, um, uh, you know, uh, what was the, the lady on um, on NPR that does the interview? And I can't think of her name. Diane Reams? Huh? No, no. Um, no, I can't think of her name. But anyway. Oh, she's like, I, the, the, one of the other big ones that she does all the big, like kind of the big All names. the big people, yeah. I, and I can't, I, I'm sure it's going to come to me or somebody's going to put it in the comments today. But really, um, yeah. that's what like I aspire to. And I listen to like, you know, I, I listen to podcasts in the car and I was listening to her. Uh, interview Howard Stern. And I remember that going, Howard Stern talking about how he went on her show. It's like how he had to learn how to interview people. And I'm like, man, that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm following the people who know how to interview people trying to get better at it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and, uh, you know, and, and I originally, like I said, I originally had an hour show and I, I put it down to 45 minutes, but I've had, um, I've had Scott McCain on and Scott McCain and I went for an hour and a half on my podcast. So it's like, um, but then uh, I don't know whether podcast you listen to, but I listen to Mike Rowe 
uh, his yeah, his one podcast, uh, you know, the way I heard yeah. it or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and his, it's like 10 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Like my other podcast, my Simple Easy Marketing podcast is 10 minutes at most. I, I very rarely, it's between six and 10 minutes because it's just me mm-hmm. interviewing. So you're like, you know what I mean? I've got to get a message out and, and get it out there. Well, interviewing people, you know what I mean? It depends where the story goes. And it does depend as to whether you can keep the audience engaged. So I like that, that you're you're trying to find it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think there's also a lot of internet content out there on traveling. Yeah. And uh, the idea is we want to give like a feeling to go, a little bit of feel and a context to go with mm-hmm. whatever you're finding on TripAdvisor or WikiTravel or whatever it is on random online site. And you know, to give a voice to it and give a feeling to go along with it. And I, I don't think we really needed an hour or two hours to do that, even though some of the people, I mean, they, I mean, the girl that did Cuba or Florianopolis, and they're like, yeah, I could talk for five hours about this, but, you know, maybe someday we'll do a longer version. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, uh, you know, you, you, you get the people who've gone there. How do you find your guests right now? I mean, going through a, a process like that, I mean, is, is it you going through travel agencies? Are you advertising? How are you what finding that? Yeah, I, I've done a little bit of that, um, and they're eager to talk. I've noticed, but mostly it's people that I've met, um, kind of in, in in previous travels, or people have written a book about it. I mean, you probably know in podcasting, people have written a book, or they're out there on social media promoting themselves, or tend to be more eager mm-hmm. to talk about it. And so there's a, a group called um, Every Passport Stamp, and mm-hmm. it's these like really kind of high end travelers. Um, it's on Facebook, um, but it's people that are trying to go to like every country of the world. Um, and these kind of places I've reached, I, I know a few people from there and I've, I've connected with some people on there. Um, and they talk about, you know, a random place, um, called Christmas Island, Australia. That was my opening episode, um, which they has these like, um, sea, these large red sea crabs that do this migration, which I knew nothing about going in, but you know, um, they just kind of said, Hey, let's, let's do this. So there's a few people on there I've met that I've reached out to on social media. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of it's just, I reach out to people. A few of them are friends or people mm-hmm. that I've known, um, Dominica in the Caribbean. That was uh, that was a, f- a former boss of mine here in um, Washington D.C. Uh, and he uh, he spent some time there in the Peace Corps with oh, Dom- wow. Dominica. So um, yeah, yeah, it's people that have written and like you know they kind of know the stuff pretty well. That other one, the, the tour guide, um, Kirito Mundo, they you know, they go there every year and they're all over social media promoting themselves. And so they saw this as a way to kind of get their name out there to a new, uh, more English speaking audience because they do more of the German speaking audience, but they're trying to branch out. So a little bit, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, and it's interesting that, you know, when you think look at the travel um, and finding people, trying to find the people who've traveled to different places. Now we were, when my father-in-law was alive, we had a big house. We used to do couch surfing where we had people would come and stay at the house with us that we'd find out about their travels around the world. And I had people from like, um, uh, you know, from like Switzerland stop by. I mean, it's like people from all over the world would stay at our house. And, you know what I mean? That's a unique way to find them too. Is, and I as well stayed at other people's houses when I traveled. And I met a girl, uh, I think she's into Airbnbs now, but she lives in Colorado now. But I met her um, Her and a guy she used to date were staying at the same, air, or same couch surfing place I was. And I think she does those travel. She used to do those travel things to different places. Like you're talking about the, the group from Cuba. Oh, like a, a tour guide for like a small group or, yeah. or something like that. So, really? yeah. 
are you interviewing the tour guides? Uh, you know what I mean? Are you looking for those to kind of partner with them any chance? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think on that, that Cuba episode, because they were kind of a smaller company, um, Joanna Krupa, she's the one of the owners of this small group called Kirito Mundo. Um, I, I kind of said, hey, what we can do is I'm trying to create a new business model because I've only done you know, less than 10 episodes so far, but I started offering discounts. So if they use a code name uh, and we put a code in the episode, I reached out to Joanna and said, hey, if people reach out to you, you know, you can get a, I think it's about a thousand, maybe $2,000 to go to Cuba on their tour guide. They can get a hundred dollars off or something if they book with the Island Travel Podcast um, code. And then, um, I don't know, maybe we could do some kind of partnership that kind of develops further out of that. But right now I'm offering some kind of discount and I figure for like podcasts, I mean, money, money counts, right? And if you give people a kind of incentive, you know, that'll kind of keep them that are more attached to a podcast, I'm assuming. Uh, you're probably more of an internet marketing. Yeah, yeah. No, we've done it in different ways, but yeah, it's 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 a way of like affiliate marketing slash advertising, and it's put. It's almost kind of like a handshake between the two of you know sponsorships and affiliates. Um, we do like our audio version is put on uh, Anchor is our host, and we actually have a sponsorship deal with Anchor where I have a commercial that runs with Anchor, and if people click in and click through the anchor commercial, I get paid. You know what okay. I mean? But yeah, yeah. the same concept. So, but yours, you're doing the affiliate marketing where, where we've done that before, where we've, where, where we've mentioned something, we give a cue, a code or something. If they order it, then we get like a hundred dollars or something like that. If they, you know, so they get a hundred off and we get a hundred, you know, it's, it's, it's a way to balance it. It is. You got to build a business model to make it work. So, and, and is that usually not the better way to go with the affiliate marketing? Because I've heard that's usually not what you want to do unless you have like really good scale and just a lot of people that might be doing that, right? Or well, yeah. Uh, either way. And if you're doing advertising or affiliate marketing, you do need an audience. That is the key. Okay. When you start out, you don't have an audience. Yeah. So you've got to go with like minor stuff. But I'm very always, Mark, uh, and, and tell me what you think on this, is always believed that you put advertisings, you put affiliate, whatever your business model is, you put it in there from the beginning. In other words, if I'm starting to watch TV, all right, and NBC or ABC, whatever it is, they make all their money on the commercial ad spots. In the beginning, they're going to put commercial ad spots there to get me in the habit of watching commercials. Mm. What's your opinion on that? I, I don't know if I have a full opinion on I, I mean, I, I, what I would like to do is to really, at least with the Island Travel podcast, is to make it so people associate it with good information, but also they're always kind of waiting to get what's going to be the cool deal that they mm -hmm. get by listening mm -hmm. as an incentive. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, so I don't know which one is going to be working the best with this. So um, yeah, so now, now I'm giving you a ton more things to think about. <laughs> <laughs> think about that. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah, Joe just texted me. He's dealing with his car thing. He's wanted to talk today. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, so as you're, you're picking your business model out in the in the beginning, you're actually going out there. Are you having to spend money to find these uh, people to interview? Or are you basically yeah. now uh, in relationships to be able to get people to come on? Like, like I found you as a guest without having to pay for advertising. I just, you know what I mean? Got you to come on. What are you doing? Are you doing anything in that realm? Fortunately, no. Yeah. I guess these communities that I'm kind of patched in with these traveler networks, people seem, 
I'm talking about islands that people are, are and things that people are very eager to talk about just for fun. And maybe I'm picking things that maybe they don't get to talk about every day. Mm -hmm. um, I, I found in travel, sometimes people can be very eager to listen to, you know, the latest travel trip to somewhere, but sometimes people just don't really care. <laughs> Unless the place that they're interested in going to or that they know about, they don't really care. So um, I, I guess with islands, you got to find a mix of like places that are really well known, like a Hawaii or or something in the Caribbean or, or like Ibiza um, or something like Sicily or something like that. But and also some places that are a little more obscure that people don't really know as much. But the people that do want to go there um, are, are very interested. Um, there, there's this one guy called uh, Gunnar Garfors. He's from Norway. He's He's got a little bit of notoriety. He wrote a book a few years ago about um, traveling to every country in the world. Mm. Uh, before the age of 40. Wow. And I think he was the youngest person to do that. And he still held down a job, like a full-time job. Um, because yeah, I mean, Norway, wow. and Europe, you know, they, they're pretty liberal with their uh, vacation policies. So he was able to, uh, I think, get off a lot of work. And, uh, and anyways, he, he's written a couple books about it. So he was very eager to talk about the island of Kiribati, um, which is spelled Kiribati. And I, I've always thought of it as Kiribati. It's this island in the middle of the Pacific, but it's actually Kiribati. And he kind of shares a little story of why it's called pronounced that way. Um, but yeah, he was very eager to talk about it. I mean, it's a way he can kind of sell his book a little bit, promote himself and um, you know, share some stories. And, and he's worked in broadcasting. I mean, he was good to go. I mean, he, know, he knows the drill. He goes on, gives, gives very story driven, um, you know, 20 minute episode. Um, and I barely needed to, you know, do any real prep to get it go. He was, you know, he was all good to go. So that was a fun one. Um, and, and yeah, I didn't pay anything for that. Um, and, and people are just coming on, you know, for, for pretty freely. And I think a lot of these guests, I could do repeat episodes. Um, so I'll do, I'll do that as, as needed. So fortunately not, I've had, I've had to pay anyone to come on yet. So, so, I mean, well, that's, that's good. I want to talk, sometimes you got to pay for advertising and I, and I, I, um, like we bring stuff, people in from our events, stuff like that for this podcast, but, you know, your podcast, though, it's got a different thing that, I, you know, as you're talking about these islands, what is it that people want to hear on the podcast more? They want to hear about the island or they want to hear the story of the person and what they went through? I'm curious. Yeah, well, it's a mix. I, I think the stories that kind of like what I designed it is I, I'm asking, like, what did you do there? What was it like when you first got there? Um, and the goal is to kind of get them in the mindset of the feelings and they have, I mean, it's not too like all feelings, you know, all that, even though, but I think feelings and emotion does drive, you know, really good content generally. And you're trying to get them back in their head to get in that mindset when the ideas and the words are just going to flow kind of naturally um, when, when they were visiting the island. And mm -hmm. so it'll kind of bring some of that energy or whatever they have. I mean, not to get too metaphysical. It's, it's mm -hmm. not really trying to be like, you know, some really, um, I don't know, kind of new agey kind of thing, but it's just, it's trying to get them that mindset and kind of bring some of that energy and that, some of that feeling. So when you're listening, you're getting that sensation of kind of, Oh, well, this, this place does kind of feel a little bit different. They had a little energy and designed it for them to tell the stories that they did while they were there with a little bit of like, yeah, here's how much you're going to pay for a cab. Here's how much you're going to pay for a hotel. You know, here's, you know, I did, did one just recently on Corsica, you know, and it was like 10 euros, you know, for, for a good meal and, 20 euros for a, for a night at a, these like little kind of guest houses you could stay in. So we make sure to put that in there too. Cause I'm, I'm always conscious of, you know, what do things cost, right? And, mm -hmm. and you can kind of get a, a good gauge of that. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, I would think that would be an important part of a travel podcast is, is getting out the information about the community. 
uh, I just, when I thought about it, I thought, well, maybe they might, people might, might be listening for the story. You know, um, you know, have you had any people come in and tell you scary stories? Like, you know what I mean? Hey, when you go here, you better avoid this type scary stories. Well, I mean, a little bit. There's, uh, you know, Cuba is a pretty safe one. Um, I, I did have the guy who did Dominica, actually, interestingly enough. He, he's an expert on Dominica. He goes back there every year. And a lot of people think of Dominica. They just think of the Dominican Republic. They don't, they're not sure. There's another island. It's only about 70,000 people, but it's called in the Southern Caribbean. Um, it's a beautiful place. Not a lot of people go there. Um, it's kind of hard to get there because there's not a lot of direct flights there. Um, but I tried to get him because he's actually kind of an expert on Haiti, the island of Haiti. I tried to get him to talk about that. I said, hey, let's do another episode on Haiti maybe in a few weeks. And um, he just responded to me and said, you know what? Dominique is a fun, lovely place. It's easy to talk about. It's fun. Haiti has just got all kinds of problems. And I'm kind of been involved with it over the years just like you know what it just frustrated i just i can't even discuss um hate you that much so it's um things like that come a little bit i i think most people not this is you know swept you just froze on me, Mark. Are you still there? There's. Oh my gosh! I hate when this happens. Mark, are you still there? You're frozen on my screen, so I don't know if you're still there. It's. If you are, type in the private chat. Sorry. Yeah. Can you hear me? I got it. Can you hear me? That's all I got. I love these. You got to love the tools, online tools, ladies and gentlemen. You got to love them when they happen and when things just go wrong. You know, your internet will work fine until the day you have to record a podcast. Then it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm catching you in and out. You kind of blurb here and there, Mark. Um, so please do a comeback. Hopefully it comes back here in a minute, but yeah, isn't that the way you're recording a podcast and the day you schedule it is the day the internet acts up. So anyway, uh, and I always try to check mine before I go live because of that. I've had mine go bad on me time and time again. And hopefully Mark comes back here in a minute, but interesting stories about, and wow, that people did not want to go into Haiti. Um, you know, um, and, and hopefully he'll be back in here. There we see if we got. And it's trying. It's trying, man. It's just not popping through. We're gonna hear one more, one more try there. How about now? No. Well, I think I've finally got you on screen. How about now, Mark? Yeah, I can hear. You. Okay, hopefully we're back. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and I always say, I say when you're gone, it's like always the day that you schedule the interview, that's the day the internet decides to act up. Five minutes beforehand, it was perfect. Five minutes after, perfect. When you have to do it, that's when the headache comes. <laughs> Every time. So, um, so it's interesting. We were talking a little bit about there. You said the guy did not want to go into Haiti. 
All right. And but he really was great with the Dominican. And I, I was asking you about, you know, stories like rough stories. Have you had anybody else like give a story like, you know what I mean? Um, hey, I'll avoid this bar because when I went there, this happened. Anything like that? Yeah. I don't think it's happened so far. I They've mostly talked about, you know, certain traffic things to avoid or maybe avoid maybe a place that's like over too crowded with tourists mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like danger, like physical danger. I, I, not so much. I, I think, and to give an example, I mean, there was a girl I talked about um, with about um, the Faroe islands, mm -hmm. which is an Island chain um, that's getting really popular, although not so much now with COVID, but it's uh, the last five years it's become really popular. It's kind of like a, uh, a new Iceland uh, place to be. And uh, it's, it's in between Scotland and in between Norway and Iceland. And it's a little hard to get to. It's one of the most isolated places in the world. It's only about 50,000 people. And um, the only thing, I mean, there's like no danger at all there. I mean, it's, there's like no crime. Um, the only problem is, you know, there's a little bit of environmental degradation now because as they've opened up more to tourists, you know, there's been big crowds of tourists coming in on the cruise lines and, uh, and so, you know, you've got to be careful where you go and kind of avoid that. And also just maybe some parts get really overpriced um, due to this you know, con heavy concentration of tourists. So that's kind of been the focus so far. Um, maybe if I get to more into more like exotic and more dangerous places, um, that could be something. Um, I've mentioned Cuba a few times. Uh, there, there was a few mentions um, from Joanna from the Caribe Mundo where she you know, mentioned in Havana. Mm -hmm. um there's you know there's some places you got to be a little careful but um what, what's interesting is in some of these islands that are less common i mean more of the dangers and there, there are some exceptions to this but it, there's kind of a, a spectrum where the places that tend to be the more dangerous for tourists mm -hmm. are those places that are really heavily trafficked with tourists because oh, wow. they sometimes attract these more um I guess you could call it opportunistic kind of people trying to take advantage of tourists some way, maybe through some kind of scam or just elevated prices. They just kind of see tourists as these kind of quote unquote, big bags of money that they're just trying to get from through whatever means. And you're going to get some of those more nefarious kind of elements. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe if you go to like the really exotic, hard, you know, difficult to get to places where there's like no tourists at all, then maybe there could be some danger there because, you know, they're, they're so far from resources and, you know, police and good hospitals and that kind of thing. But a lot of that in-between zone where there's not that many tourists and it's not so far away, it's not so exotic, it's, it's, it's actually quite surprisingly safe, um, at least generally speaking. And so that's kind of where we try to find a lot of our um, focus, a lot of these kind of islands is those places that are a little bit uh, they're harder to get to. They're not like so well known that they're jam packed with tourists all year, but they're um, they're a little bit removed from that. Yeah. So, and I think you said you personally live in in Washington D.C. now, or Washington? Yeah, yeah, I live in Washington D.C. Yeah. Okay. So, um, was that some place that you went to then for work? Uh, right. It's just find someone who lives in Washington D.C. talking about islands is kind of like <laughs> different opposite worlds. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I know. 
Yeah, no, no, there's definitely a certain um, mentality and, and different type of person. You're right. In Washington, D.C., it's, it's a place people go to for work. You know, it's, they really don't move there by choice. Um, it's not like a California or Austin, Texas or some kind of place that people just kind of go to. Um, yeah, I, I originally came here for a school and work uh, about seven, eight years ago. Um, and then, yeah, I've worked several jobs um, here in Washington, D.C. And um, I really, I've always liked travel, but it was a few years ago, about three, four years ago, I started getting, um, I worked for a job where basically I was doing a lot of like um, travel security where we did travel support for people going to all these exotic parts of the world. And we had to write reports um, on the situation if there was ever like some kind of a uh, security incident or an attack or something like that, that might put travelers at risk, mostly business travelers. So and anyways, but in that job, I also had a lot of flexibility mm -hmm. and flexibility to travel. So I could get like two to three weeks off if I just you know, worked extra um, kind of thing. So I had this really flexible schedule. And during that time is when I really started like visiting a lot of countries. Um, it was about, about, I think it was about 30 or 40 countries. I think I visited within about a two year period. Um, and that was the most I'd ever you know visited in that in that time frame. So. Uh, yeah, but yeah, initially I came here for work, absolutely, and uh, you know that's that's why people come to DC. That's why they're in DC, <laughs> right? Yeah, because uh, I would think you know what I mean. If I was really into islands, I would live in like the south tip of Florida or something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, you're right. No, no, you raise a very good point. That's uh, yeah. I've thought about that myself. So I mean, do you, now now you said you you've only done a few of these now, or you said what, you're about ten or twelve episodes in, or. Uh, how, how long have you been doing the Island tra Travel Podcast? Yeah, I started it during COVID. Uh, I guess we were about a couple months in the COVID like pandemic crisis mode and uh, you know, bogged down a little bit. I, I started getting going with it. But yeah, just a little, about 10 episodes. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it going for as long as it you know, takes. We're trying to do one episode a week. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a chore. I guess people now are more apt to be at home to talk about their travels as opposed to traveling. Um, are you doing anything special to talk about COVID and travels in your in your in your in your interview? Almost all the episodes we try to I, I frame it where it, we kind of assume COVID's done. Oh, okay. And or, or, or COVID is not a factor. We'll, we'll mention it a little bit. But the, the, the thing I'm trying to do is I want to make it as timeless as possible. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, in, in a year from now, like when people are traveling and this is something I did is, you know, sometimes you go into a new place and I would just go and search podcasts and just say, OK, is, is there anything on this random island or is there anybody ever did an episode? And um, sometimes there's not much. And so the idea is like, you know, in a year from now, or two years from now, somebody's like, hey, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to the Faroe Islands or I'm going to Christmas Island or one of these places and they go and search. And then if they spend half the time talking about COVID, it's like, well, that's kind of data. It's kind of out, out, out of touch a little bit. So we're just kind of talking like COVID is, is well, we'll mention it a little bit, but I mostly go through an edit. I edit these down quite a bit. I remove most, if not all of the COVID references okay. um, just okay. because People aren't going to be doing a lot of traveling, I think, to these many of these places during COVID. And so we're kind of waiting and with the view that this is going to be mostly done. Yeah. And I'm hopeful this is going to be done. 
Hopefully, maybe hopefully this time next year. I, I don't know. We'll see what goes on. So yeah, I, I I'm waiting for this to be done too. All right. I I think well yeah my my podcast this week for my simple easy is talking about you know what I mean all the terms I'm sick of hearing you know it's like in marketing I'm sick of hearing new normal and shit like that. But anyway, yeah. um, uh, so <laughs> you've had an interesting concept. You started this during COVID. You've got about ten episodes. Uh, do you have a way that people who want to talk to you about their story, do you have a way for them to reach out to you or, or do you have a, like a, an application form or something like that? If they want to be on your podcast. That's a great idea. Um, I, I do have that. Yeah. There's, you know, you can reach out to me at like Island travel pod at gmail.com. So, and I have that on, on Spotify, Apple podcast in the show description. You, know, you can reach out to that. Um, and uh, I'm probably going to set up a Facebook page, but yeah, Island travel, at gmail.com people can reach me through there uh and uh you know if they, they have a desi desire to do that um i'm almost also on facebook as well cool yeah so and your podcast island travel podcast can be found on both spotify and apple correct yeah and it's also on stitcher too i, yeah. I assume people use stitcher as well sometimes but i don't know yeah well do you know much about the trend in terms of like what is spotify just opened up a podcast recently are they quickly kind of and becoming the new, more dominant, you know, uh, place for people to get a podcast because it used to be Apple and then a little bit Stitcher and yeah, what's I'm hearing yeah. more about Spotify. I hear that, you know what I mean, Mark, that Spotify is going to be one of the, the, the new spot. And I think it's going to overtake because it can be adapted on both platforms, Apple and Android. And I think that's mm -hmm. why it's going to be a more, uh, you know, now as there's more Android type devices out there people are going to be like, wait a minute, I, I don't have to go through Apple and they're not going to hold, you know, I, and I think Apple's days of dominating it are going to be over with soon. Yes. So mm, interesting. Yeah. That is yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But I think it's going to be, uh, to me, um, I listen to a lot more on Spotify. I think I, I have a handful on Apple I listen to, but I li listen to a lot more podcasts on Spotify than I do Apple nowadays. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe if I could just ask you real quick, um, I, I've actually to kind of do a, instead of like asking for people just to, you know, pay money through Patreon to give money, what I've decided to try to do is make t-shirts with the mm -hmm. cover art that I've done, uh, for the, the podcast, the cover art was done by this, um, graphic designer based in Medellin, Colombia. Uh, and it's really cool. I think an island, all that. Um, have you seen people do that kind of thing before? Where you can buy apparel and have that be successful? Would they promote that? As a matter of fact, one of my one of my things? close friends, Mark, is very successful at that. And his podcast, him, he he started in the genre of podcasting and co coaching, and everything like I did in 2009. And his name uh, is, is TJ Ortiz, and his podcast is known as Metal Motivation. And that is exactly he built his entire uh, he, he built his entire you know realm on selling um, you know t-shirts and cups and bandanas and like all this gear he was selling he calls it he calls it swag uh, and he used to ride my case about yeah. he sold swag he built his an income coming in from swag to then support it to where now he's doing other stuff with it yeah so. I believe yes, by all means. I think excellent. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I thank you for coming on the podcast today. All right, Mark. It I was do have Ortiz. What's the name of the podcast? Oh, sorry, Metal sorry. motivation. Motivation. 
Yeah, metal okay. motivation. So he's known as the metal motivator. Can I ask you too? Um, I read in your your description that you used to have long hair for a long time, and Zig Ziglar kind of like he, he kind of gave you this idea that to make long hair cool or do some kind of promotion, and then now, now you cut the long hair. What was the what was the reason for that? Well, yeah. So yeah, my my whole ordeal was uh, I had long hair when I got started in the speaking realm, and uh, my whole I got in speaking, and you know because Zig told me I should, and I waited like eight years to do it. And in that eight years, I grew my hair long. I didn't have to have, a, you know, a clean look, all that stuff. Um, the first one we did was called Rocker Life Coach, and it was built around the fact of having to build my persona about being me. Um, and my marketing coach now is someone who spoke at my, my virtual conference this weekend was a guy who used to work for Guns N' Roses, and he talks about Rockstar Marketing. And we come up with an idea because I was always told I look like Tom Petty. So I bought not Tom. Petty, not Tom. <laughs> you know, I, you're probably gonna hate this, but actually I swear I, I wrote down a question to ask you just in case. And yeah. um, I was like, people probably asked you before you, you do kind of look like Tom Petty in some of those pictures. Right. That's, but you've probably gotten that so many times. And I, and then I read the whole not Tom Petty thing and oh, okay. It's yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that is, that's, that's how that all got. And then basically though, um, and this year for my event in May, um, and we had been planning it before COVID that I was going to show up at my live event and I was going to walk on stage after, after cutting my hair off and shock everybody. Yeah. And then we had to do it virtually. So we just, we did it a different way. I just had a, I had one of my, my mastermind members do the beginning of my event cause it was virtual and then he said, well, I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Tim Gillette. And then I come on screen with short hair. And everybody's like, you know what I mean? You can see the comments was like, your hair, your hair, your hair, hair, your hair, your hair, your hair. And that was the comments for like 10 minutes straight was my hair. Uh, because no one had seen me in this, in this industry. No one has seen me with short hair until May. I've had wow. long hair since I've been in the industry. So. Well, way to, way to buck the trend because what I've seen a lot around here in DC and all over is people have just been with COVID. They don't have to be at work as much. People are just growing the hair out yeah. a lot. And so you're kind of just going against the grain. Yeah. That was part of it when it happened. I was like, okay, I got to go against the grain. And um, I couldn't I couldn't even make an Instagram story or anything about it because my hairstylist legally wasn't allowed to cut hair when she cut my hair. <laughs> okay. so, we, yeah, we, we kind of like I had it cut off, uh, but like and, and I had it cut off a day or two ahead of time. I just wasn't on camera for a couple days beforehand. That's why how we did it um, in order to be out for that that date. But yeah, I I went short and it's like you can always grow it back. And I just wanted to be different for a while. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, brave. Wait, what was the kind of music that you're into that? Were you kind of into the Guns N' Roses sort of? Tom yeah. Petty meets I was into hair bands and stuff like that. Me, like the 80s rock and roll. So about the time Motley Crue came out was about the time I got into music. Okay. Yeah. Was that kind of the pinnacle of it? Kind of like you followed it through like Guns N' Roses and then yeah. in, into the 90s so, and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, as I said, in the 90s, one of my favorite bands was Guns N' Roses. And uh, now uh, one of my closest friends was Axl Rose's manager at the time. So... <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. I mean, th there was, there was always this debate, you know, whether they were actually going to get back in tour, you know, with Slash, but um, I, I think that 
they, when they finally did it a few years ago, it was, it kind of just, they just kind of did it like it was just a natural thing. Whereas I think if that happened in the late nineties, the early two thousands, it would have been such a shock or something. But when it did happen, you know, whatever it was like three, four years ago, that came, it just kind of happened. And I don't, know, I don't know, kind of organically, I guess. Yeah. And it, it worked. It just it took time and it finally ended up working. So yeah. Anyway. So Mark, let me do, I want to finish up my podcast here today with uh, a couple of random questions I've asked for this or that. You ready to play? I'm ready. All right. Mark, I'd like to ask my first one to everyone and find out if they're nerds and geeks like me, and that is Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Star Wars. The original one, I assume? Oh, yeah. 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 How about uh, coffee or tea? What do you drink first in the morning? I'm uh, more of a tea guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, cool. So you do you do have a podcast about islands. So I had to throw this question in there. To get to those islands, would you rather take a boat or a plane? I would rather take a plane usually. Um, boats and ferries are fun, but I, I kind of practical. If it's if it's gonna be more than like two, three, four hours, yeah, plane. Just <laughs> get it over. That was the best one I could come up with to be original for your podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. How about uh, uh, when you're riding in the car or, or, or you're getting information, would you rather read a book or listen to a podcast? Listen to a podcast. Yeah, me too. I'm getting more audio, even audio books. I would rather listen than read anymore. Yeah. Yeah. My One of my favorite questions to put here in the middle, and that is taco or hamburger. Oh, dang. I, I know. That's a tough one. <laughs> Well, if I was in a place like Texas, I would probably go with tacos. Yeah. Because uh, you, know, you can find such great tacos at a place. Uh, if I'm a place like D.C., there's really not a lot of good Mexican food easily available. So I would go with burger. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go with a geographic you know, preference. Uh, more burgers, I guess, for where I'm at now. Yeah. Okay. How about using auto technology auto, or yeah, audio technology like voices? Do you prefer Siri, Siri or Alexa? I've used Alexa a lot more, uh, and it usually gets me what I want. Uh, Siri is a bit more talk. Yeah, I'm more Alexa, I guess, kind of guy, yeah. I got Alexa in the house, but Siri in the truck. So, yeah, <laughs> it's like oh. <laughs> I have an Apple phone, so Siri works the truck. So nice. how about this one here? Do you think that pineapple belongs on pizza, yes or no? Yeah. I've liked it, you know, in the right combination, in the right... You're know. an island podcast. That's I had to throw that one in. I mean, that's a Hawaiian thing, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I love pineapple. I love pineapple on pizza. But there are people who are like, hell no, you know? I'm like, okay. No, it's great. I, actually, I heard a funny story. I think originally at Apple, back in the 70s and 80s, Steve Jobs was such a hardcore vegetarian. Yeah. One of the job interview questions was literally, they had to like pineapple pizza. And if they didn't like it, you know, they didn't get the job often if they were trying to get a job there. Literally, that, that was a thing when they, when they were a small company. Yeah. I'm actually going to go Google that and find out now to make sure. <laughs> but that's <Yeah>. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about this one here? I love to go to my two controversial ones for the end, and that is toilet paper. Does it go over on the roll or under? <laughs> over on the roll. It's a lot more practical to, you know, pour it out. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, Mark, I had a lady on um, back in March or April. She was from New Hampshire, and I asked her that question, and she says, well, I'm single. And if I go to the guy's house and I have to change that toilet paper from 
under to over three times, I break up with him. This relationship <laughs> is going nowhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> clearly he doesn't understand, you know, how things are supposed to move forward. Yeah. And the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good uh, point. My last one here is kind of like it's a personal preference. Boxers or briefs? Boxers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. See, nice. <laughs> it is, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, if I could just like put in one uh, one recommendation too. I, I did write a book also, uh, which doesn't really have to do really with podcasting or island travel podcasting, but it's on the internet and it's called um, The Internet Revolution, A Generational Story. Um, and you can find that on Amazon. And uh, it basically talks about growing up in the 80s and 90s, um, a personal perspective oh, cool. on watching the internet change. Oh, wow. um, so, yeah, instead of like talking about the CEOs and the big companies, you know, Google and Apple and Microsoft that were kind of changing, making the internet, it, it's about, you know, a first person perspective, what it was like to go from like using the internet back when it sucked, you know, in the early 90s to when it got more developed in a full part of our lives. And uh, we talk about music, we talk about, all, all kinds of stuff throughout the book, um, blogs and podcasting, how that kind of went from the nascent kind of like rough, very awkward phase mm -hmm. to being a lot more natural um, dating and all that kind of stuff, how it was just so weird. And then now it's just kind of such an integrated part of our lives. So, yeah. So, well, uh, you know, uh, I want to make sure Don basically says great podcast today. Great to see him in here, but so, uh, Mark, you want them to find you on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher, you say, and it's called Island Travel Podcast, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Okay. All right, man. Well, hey, I thank you for coming on the show today, Mark. I appreciate you being my guest and getting to know a little bit more about you and your podcast and sharing with our audience today. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Tim. It's really been a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey guys, to you, the listener, do me a favor, go check out the Island Travel Podcast. All right. I've actually started listening to a couple episodes last night. So it's, they're really kind of cool. Uh, and Mark's a really neat guy. Uh, go check him out, check out his book. And uh, we hope to have you guys back here again next time. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple. And again, to get there, it's timgillettshow.com. If you're already on Apple, just click the subscribe button. I'm Tim Gillette. I'll see you next time with another great guest. Have a great day, guys. Bye now.